This is Thursday, February 17th. And this week we've been breaking down the spiritual formation pathway of Granada, talking about how we grow to fullness in Christ. Yesterday we learned that our salvation is applied in our lives by the Holy Spirit. And when Jesus left us, he did not leave us as orphans, but instead he gave us his promised spirit. We're not alone on our journey of faith. And the same way, God has told us that we also grow and thrive in community. Other Christ followers speak the truth in love to us. They serve us. They teach us. The New Testament first shows us a life in community before it shows us our personal relationship with Jesus. In a way, our life in Christ is never just personal. It's always corporate. Here's our text for today, Romans 12, verse 4 to 8. For just as each of us has one body with many members, these members do not all have the same function, so we in Christ, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Now, Paul has just told the believers to offer their bodies as living sacrifices to the Lord. But how and where does that happen? It takes place in the community of believers, the church, the body of Christ. The community is where we are taught and nurtured in our faith, where we come to learn and express the fruit of the Spirit of God, and where we come to serve. The writer Leonard Sweet wrote a wonderful little book a few years ago entitled The Eleven Indispensable Relationships You Cannot Live Without. It is a primer on Christian community. He says that we may know about our journey and our destination, all that we know about that, but who do we have to go along with us on the journey? The answer to that question will likely be the greatest factor in how you progress along your journey, how you reach your destination. Pastor Michael Blewett said it like this, the joy is not in the journey, it's in the relationships. The joy isn't found where the rubber meets the road, but where I meet you in Christ. It's not about me becoming we, it's about us becoming him. Yes, it is as we walk together, as we share life in Christ together, that we become more and more like Jesus. I like the word that Leonard Sweet uses to talk about these indispensable relationships. He calls them not witnesses, but witnesses. They are the people with you on the journey. So whom does Sweet say that we need to take along? He says each of us needs a Barnabas. That is the person that lifts us up that encourages us when we fall or struggle or stray or become tired. This person will lift your head when you're down and share with you their strength. You also need a Nathan. Do you remember this prophet that confronted David when David sinned? 
He was willing to risk reprisal and being kicked out of David's court, but he challenged David out of love. We need sisters and brothers that will do the same for us. We also need a Jonathan. This man was David's true friend. When David was on the most wanted list in Israel and running for his life, Jonathan stepped forward to love him and remind him of the future that God had for him. Sweet also says we need a Zacchaeus in our lives. You remember the chief tax collector that was hated in Jericho? He was an outcast, but Jesus went with his house to eat with him. You need people in your life that are always challenging you to remember that you too are saved by grace and not because you're a good person. You need an outcast that you love through thick and thin who will make you depend upon God for wisdom and strength and love. You also need a Peter or a Paul. These apostles discipled the younger men and nudged them closer to Jesus. They taught them the gospel and lived the gospel before them so that others would know what life in Christ looks like. And this is also important to get for, for each of us. You are going to be these people to others. You are meant to encourage, to instruct, to live the faith vibrantly, and to challenge your brothers and sisters in Christ. You see, none of us can be this with everyone, but all of us can walk with someone. Ideally, we need three to seven other people watching us, coaching us, mentoring us, loving us, and really knowing us along the way. We're not going to be able to get to fullness in Christ without these pivotal relationships. Do you know that Jesus sent out, sought out others to be with him? That even Jesus wasn't the lone ranger? He sought friendship and support. He asked others to pray with and for him. Though he was, is our Messiah, he lived in dynamic community with other men and women. He lived a life together. Let's pray. Loving God, thank you for not leaving us alone. Thank you for the presence of brothers and sisters. Thank you for the living fellowship of those that are yours. Help us, we pray, to stay in fellowship with others that we can encourage and support in our faith and who will encourage us. Teach us about life together for the sake of Jesus who died for us. Amen.